Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's that simple, folks. You're listening to episode number 81 featuring Raul Gonzalez III, raulthethird.info on Instagram. We came to learn about Raul through the work that he's done with Aeronaut Brewing in Massachusetts. But the beauty of this episode, which you'll come to learn, is Raul is an extremely versatile, robust, portfolioed artist. His new book coming out, his new children's book, Low Riders, Blast from the Past, released October 2nd on Chronicle Books, is now live, is now available where books are sold. Head on over to Amazon. We're still doing a giveaway through next week. If you go and see the post we have up on our Instagram, or you can like it, leave a comment, a reply on Twitter, and then we'll take we'll take a list of those folks, pull a random winner, and we'll send you a copy of the book. I'm very excited to have that with you. I really enjoyed this episode for, for many reasons. First, I love Raul's work. I love what he does with his characters. He's a storyteller. But what I also love about it, it was something I didn't know going into the interview, was just the, the person that role is. He's very conscious. He's a, I'd say he's a community activist. He's really positive. You know, he leads by example, and he's trying to make an impact with our children. You know, these children's books, you know, the fact he does with big pens is show the ability to create art when you don't have as many supplies. You know, I think that's always really, you know, can be uh, overwhelming or, or limiting for folks to think, well, I don't have all these paints and brushes and canvases and oils, et cetera, et cetera. And so he really shows, you know, what can be done. And even in speaking to him, when I would say, oh, this, that, and the other, he was really positive encouraging me and it was just really a overall it was just a really a, you know a feel good positive episode i think what Raul is doing is really special and we're really just proud to have him be a part of our family part of the alumni as you'll notice i try to speak a little bit of spanish it's really choppy and i'm definitely a little rusty but i just wanted to take the opportunity to try to to show you know show my chops so to speak but it was a uh, it was probably, I'd say if I was grading it, it was probably like a C minus, maybe a, maybe a D plus, but hey, we'd get an A for effort and that's what we're trying to do here. But you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Thank you. However it is that you came upon us, we appreciate it. We hopefully you're going to enjoy this episode and you know, dive into the archives, see all the great episodes, artists and designers from around the world that we've had the opportunity to share with you. This is our last episode of season number seven. Season number eight starts next week, and we could not be more excited. We're actually working on season nine right now, so we don't stop. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. But if you're new here, check us out, 16ozcanvas.com, and 16ozcanvas is where you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we thank you for, for making the time. We thank you for being a part of this. Remember, whenever you're doing anything, you see some cool labels or cool artists in the, in the beer scene, tic-tac-toe, pound sign, Hashtag 16OZCanvas. It'll shoot it to our website. I get notified, and it's really cool. It's been a great opportunity. Several of our Season 8 episodes will feature artists that we've met because of that. I'm really excited to, to share that with you. Anything is possible because I'm on the king of the world on a boat like Leo. So we're having a great time. Feel free to get in touch. AJ at 16OZCanvas.com. We have an announcement that we'll make. Later in the show, about our good friend Heidi Geist, the 48 Beer Project. Make sure you check that out, 48beerproject.com. For more information about there, you can follow Where on the World is Heidi Geist to the tune of Where on the World is Carmen San Diego. If you don't know what that is, it makes me feel really old. I am getting old. I turned 40 this year. Yay. But we thank you for listening. We're going to get right into it. Like I said, you're listening to the 16 Ounce Canvas, episode number 81. Ochenta y Uno, featuring our good friend Raul Gonzalez, Aeronaut Brewing. Enjoy, my friends. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today Raul Gonzalez. We came to learn of Raul through the work that he's done with Aeronaut Brewing. He's joining us from Massachusetts, right up the road. So thank you so much, Raul, for, for joining us today. I really appreciate it and glad we could you know, make some time together. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting inviting me to be a guest. 
Well, he said that, folks. It's his pleasure. So we're just going to cut that out, and that's going to be like our promotional stuff for <laughs> moving forward. Now, for, yeah. for folks at home who want to follow along with Raul's work uh, on the Instagram, it's raulthethird.info. Uh, we also can you know find out more of his work at artbyraul.com as well as raulthethird.com. So really uh, excited to, to have you, you know, speak with us today. I really like the, the illustration work to do. You know, your comic books and you know your your children's work so it's really just nice to your portfolio you know is vast and it's really just a, it's a really a fun process as we were talking before we started you know the Raul the third info is really it's really kind of a nice behind the scenes you know of your of your life as well as your your process and your sketches and what you're working on so I just think it's a it's really nice that you allow people to kind of to see behind the curtain well thank you so much I enjoy I enjoy drawing every day and uh and and sharing what i do i feel that we're living in an age where we can inspire uh so many people with a click of a button and as an educator uh i i find that that sharing uh, my process helps to kind of unveil the uh what's, what's happening behind the curtain and also just shows people that if they're interested they're fully capable of giving it a shot themselves, you know? That's inspiring. Yeah, I think that what we've kind of evolved with the project is trying to inspire others and showing that, you know, through art, we can all make the world a better place and, you know, really kind of impact how it impacts folks, you know, emotionally, the stories it's telling, you know, escapism. And so I really, you know, you, you couldn't be a, uh, you know, a better example you know, of that and that process. Thank you. So let's, you know, like I said, we met, you know, we learned of you through Aeronaut, but really, you know, your, your story is really interesting and, you know, I'd love to, to hear about it. Um, you know, what's kind of, how, what's the Raul story? How did you get into drawing and really finding, you know, finding your, your niche? Uh, well, I, 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 I got into drawing, I think mainly because it was something that I, I found I was decent at. And then I, I just became obsessed with other people who were way better at it than I was. And I wanted to figure out how I could be as good as these artists. And I discovered them, like many people in, in, in my time, uh, in the 80s and the early 90s at the local 7-Eleven, which was where I went to get my art fix every, every day or every week. And I found them uh, on the comic book spinner rack. And so I would flip through the pages, totally uh, inspired and blown away by their mastery of, of, of art. And I started to take these books home with me. I would copy the images as carefully as I could. And little by little, I began to absorb their, their, their wisdom and uh, I, uh, I, 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 I did my best to, to, to become an artist like they, like them. And that's the, the beauty of art. You know, you're saying that we're better than you. I, I think it's relative. Someone can, someone you think is amazing. I can look at and go, oh, I'd rather see so and so or so and so. I think that's really nice. That I always love the fact that a you can look at that same comic book and be inspired differently somebody could say oh i love the main character another person could say i love the depth or the way that they represent space or this you know but yeah and you all use the same tools and you kind of can come up with all these different variations or interpretations and it's it's really yeah and things really started happening for me though when i when i moved to to the boston area boston i moved here at about 2001 and uh, I just found that there were so many uh, different opportunities for uh, artists. And uh, I started by doing something that I like to call uh, strategic public drawing. I would, I would sit my butt down in places where I felt uh, somebody might tap me on, on the shoulder and, and ask me to and hire me to do something fantastic, you know. So I would sit in a coffee shop and work on on a on a drawing and uh and hope that somebody would tap me on the shoulder and and what it led to were uh coffee shops asking me to exhibit my work 
in their in 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 their space and that led me to try to make drawings that weren't weren't just small drawings but drawings that i felt might look really cool on a wall so that introduced me to uh trying to create large paintings and that led to you know people asking me to design rock and roll posters for them which led to um city councils asking me to paint murals for them work on campaigns for their art festivals which led to actual gallery exhibitions and on and on and on wow so yeah it was fun it was very, a good time yeah very strategic yeah i think that's <laughs> yeah no i think that's great because yeah i people are people well, you've are gotta, you've got to find a way to get your artwork out there you know yeah, people are nosy, right? That's what it shows you, right, Raul? That people, are, they couldn't stop looking at what you're doing. They were, <laughs> exactly, man. I was like, mind your own business. Yeah, mind your own business. But if do you have a gallery or can you, you need a poster? But otherwise, you can, yeah, get the hell away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, now, one of your, your, you know, kind of one of your, your breakthrough pieces was the, you know, the Lowrider series. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, that's, that's it's one of my my joys to uh, be able to work on the Lowrider series. Uh, the third book is coming out October second. That one will be called Lowrider's uh, Blast from the Past. But it all started out with uh, the first book, which uh, I'm not even sure when it came out. Maybe three or four years ago now. It's called Lowrider's in Space, and it's written by my good friend Kathy Camper. And Kathy Camper and I, and I uh, we discovered each other because a long time ago, and we actually, we still do it, but we used to uh, make zines. And zines are basically self-published uh, books. They could be about anything, you know? They could be comic books. They could be fiction. Whatever you want to make a book about, you can make it. And so we had a friend in common named Dave Kirsch, and he introduced us to each other. And Kathy, one day she contacted me and asked, hey, Raul, I have this idea for a book. Uh, it's called Low Writers in Space. And I was like immediately intrigued because as a, as a teenager in high school, one of my favorite books was, uh, one of my favorite magazines was this magazine called Low Writer Magazine. And I used to love that magazine because it would sh just show you these beautiful cars that were completely modified and they had beautiful like artistry painted onto them, you know. And one of my favorite sections was a section called the fan art section. And people from all over the country would send in their lowrider art. And this lowrider art was very uh, amateur, but with a lot of heart. And the artists would send in work using just their big ballpoint pens or their pencils. And the magazine would publish pages of it. And so um, when Kathy told me the idea for this book, I was my interest was piqued. But she had also mentioned that one of the reasons why she was interested in this project was because she's, an, uh, she's a librarian. And she's an outreach librarian. And so she would go uh, with her library bus to all of the parts in Oregon where kids didn't have access to books. And she realized that in the Latinx neighborhoods, the boys were really interested in lowriders and books about lowriders. And those were the only kinds of books that she felt she uh, could uh, give these kids that that in some way were a reflection about their culture. And it kind of upset her because there were no real books that she could give them that were a reflection of who they were. And so she started to describe the story to me. And as she spoke to me on the phone, I was immediately designing the characters and what I felt should be the look of the book. And the rest is history because we got signed on to a two book deal by Chronicle Books, and that extended to another two books. 
and hopefully we could keep it going for as long as we have ideas. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think that I think it's important, especially the fact that, like I said, we, we talked before. Uh, my wife's a teacher in inner cities here in Connecticut, and just uh, having uh, situations or opportunities or literature that relates to you know relates, relates to the students really goes a long way. You know, character portrayal really you know meetings and so it's it's really nice just to 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 see that and i'm glad it resonated with you what i really like about you know i've uh you're gonna get the books for the boys but is is the use of it's you know english and spanish and not only is it telling a story but it's also teaching uh, you know important language that i think is really it's that's really exciting to have that you know part of it and it really it really works really naturally too yeah, it's just a way of life for so many Americans here in the United States, you know. Uh, it's just another American story. Another, uh, I mean, our country is just filled with so many uh, cultures, so many different types of stories that have yet to be told uh, to us through the medium of television, movies, and books. And Lowriders in Space uh, and the subsequent books really help to kind of pave the way for publishers to take chances on other stories. And what I love about the Lowrider series too is that when I'm drawing it, it really takes me back to when I was a young boy uh, trying to learn how to draw because uh, for the entire series, I used the materials that I learned how to draw with, which were basically big ballpoint pens. So. The entire series is drawn just using a combination of different big ballpoint pen colors. Wow. And what I think that does is it really shows uh, young boys and girls that you don't need uh, fancy schmancy art materials to make your art dreams come true. You can start with the materials you have on your desk, do your, the best you can with them, and you can uh, share it with people in the form of books and or paintings. Materials are not, in, uh, uh, you don't need the fancy stuff, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I agree. I mean, not that, um, not that I'm creating art like yourself, but I mean, I, I do this in my spare bedroom with a, a pretty basic USB mic and then whatever software came with the computer, and that's really all we have. So I think <laughs> that's, what, that's yeah. what, yeah, you're, and you're, you're reaching. You're reaching people, you know? Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah, it's not, I'm not going to win any uh, audiophile. Uh, you know, my levels kind of vary from episode to episode, but, you know, it's the purity. Hey, of, never, the, say, never, never say never. Yeah, the purity of it's there, and that's what brings me joy. So, I, I mean, I, I yeah. do I do love the fact that we should uh, we should work on getting you a sponsorship, though, from, from Bic, though. You did mention them several times, right? Well, so I, I well think... it's funny. I just I was just, though, this September, I'm being awarded the Spirit Award from uh, the Modern Morgan Visual Arts Center. And um, the organizer there wrote a letter to BIC, and uh, they love that I use the BIC for, she wrote that I use the BIC for the graphic novels and whatever else, and she got sponsorship from them, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. When you come to Connecticut, I wish, I, when you come to Connecticut, there's a BIC nearby, there's a BIC headquarters nearby my, my home. Oh, wow. I'm just going to show up there. And say, yeah. Look what I've done here. What have you done today? <laughs> I used your pens and made this book. What did you do today? <laughs> There's a gold medal on this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're golden boss now. What do you got? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be great. So the, the first one is Lowriders in Space, and then it's Lowriders to the, to the center, center of the Earth. Center of the Earth, and then Lowriders Blast from the Past, which comes out this October. I just got the uh, a, a copy in the mail, and I was really happy to see it. It was awesome. Wow. It was awesome. That is awesome. Do you whenever, remember- whenever a new book comes out, it, it's a it's a happy day, you know. Yeah, if, yeah. Again, folks, if you're following along at home, Raul the Third dot info, you can see your your big smile and uh, yeah, your low eyes blast in the past. You know, that just got that got delivered. You know, coming out October second really you know really exciting you know we'll figure out a way that we can you know help with the promotion of that i think it's just a i think it's just a great story i i've been really enjoying you know we delayed you know the interview because you're on vacation but even that you're on vacation it's like oh i was in my room today and just drew this up and 
with you and your, <laughs> yeah. with you and your pens. You know, you're always you're always drawing, which I, I really love. It's kind of just I uh, am. Yeah. It's 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 in you. You can't really let you know. You have to let it out. So it's great. That's true. Otherwise, who knows what would happen? Now, what's the what's the process like for for doing a book? Like, how long is you know how long is that that take? And how does it work? You know, working you know with, with with the story. You know, how do you how do you and Kathy kind of work together on that? Well, um, it's gotten a lot easier over the years. The, the uh, because when you, when you're working on a on a book project, you're you're basically especially when you're starting out, like the first book, you're being introduced to a whole team of people that you're going to have a relationship with, you know? And I love, I love like, I love nurturing relationships. Like collaboration is key to uh, almost anything that you are ever going to do. It's all about collaboration. And so you have to be willing to, to work with people. And with the first book, Lowriders in Space, it was my first uh, published uh, work. And I was working with Kathy, with my editor, uh, Jeannie Theo, uh, Taylor Norman, and uh, my art director, Neil Egan. And since it was my first book, I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could from uh, the experienced people that I was working with at Chronicle. And so what happens is Kathy writes the script. We talk about it. She writes the script. She hands it over to me. And I begin to uh, create what is known as, I learned this from Judd Winnick when I was out at Nerd Camp this summer, but he calls it the sloppy copy. And I really love that. So I'm going to start <laughs> using it from now yeah, on. I like that too. So, yeah. <laughs> I start creating the sloppy copy. And... um and this, these pages, you know, they don't take too long, but they're basically to start the, to get the flow going, to get the, 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 the page flow, the, uh, the page turns working, and I lay out the entire book. And this is the one that I, I share with my editor and my art director. And um, they, get, they, they send it back to me after a few weeks. And this is the part that makes me feel like I'm still a student which I really like because uh, I, I, I love uh, learning new things and they send it back to me with all sorts of uh, red marks written over my drawings. Nowadays, they could just like, they actually draw, draw like right over my drawings with a red pencil. <laughs> and I look at it and I'm like, at first I'm like taken aback because I'm like, oh crap, I'm in trouble, you know? But then I sit down and I read through uh, all of their notes, uh, and I realize that their uh, their knowledge and their uh, wisdom is 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 there. And I, I start to to make modifications to my sloppy copy. I resend it, and then usually by the second time, it's good to go. Sometimes though, there's there are pages that that throw me, and I have to revise them three or four times before I get it right. And then once that happens, I go into final art. And that's the part where I'm really taking a long time on each page because I really want, I want the pages to, to look good, you know? And so it takes me a good eight to 12 hours to finish a page. Wow. Now, no, then my right. hand falls off. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, <laughs> when you're doing it with the the Bic, right? Is there how with with the you know the the changes or the adjustments? How, is that you're going back to doing it all over again, or do you scan it in and then work on it digitally from that point on? What is is it still the raw medium? You know what's happening there. The low writer series is all. There is no digital media involved whatsoever, other than the scanning the page in to send it to my team in San Francisco. So basically, I'm drawing everything uh, by hand with uh, a, with my uh, I have like these coffee cans, you know. Let's see. Right now, I have a coffee can called Cafe. El Aguila, another one called Chase and Sanborn, 
another one called Guglio, Guglielmo. I don't even know where I got that one from. But each one of these coffee tins is filled with all sorts of uh, pens. Um, I use those, uh, red, blue, black, green, orange. Um, and I draw them directly onto paper, scan them in, and send them off to Chronicle. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah. So it's all, it's all, it's pretty old fashioned, you know? But that's by design, right? That's kind of part of the underlying you know, theme. Exactly. Theme it's, your, just, it's, it's a conscious exactly. choice. Exactly. And I so. love, I love how the books just look like they're kind of drawn in. Like the, the printing is so awesome on these books that it, it looks like, like the smudges are left in the little, the little, cause it's, a, it's almost impossible to draw with a big pen and not get a smudge. So there's all sorts of little smudges in the book and it all becomes part of, of the art of the Lowrider series. Well, it's wonderful. We keep all the, in, we keep all the imperfections in there. Yeah, we've yeah, we come to call them the the perfect imperfections. I think that's you know where the lines not finished or the shading's different or yeah. I, I think that if you're showing you know you're you're telling a, a story with the art also of you know of how you know how all the detail you're putting in there with you know just kind of a quote unquote simple big pens, right? I mean they're yeah. And so I, I think that yeah, I think that the series might not work if it was you know super clean edges and everything was perfectly shaded and, and what have you. Um, you know, so I think that it's a choice. I mean, it's creating a lot more work, especially as it gains popularity. You know, you have another book to do. You said you guys got signed with two more books. So your, your hand's going to you know fall off pretty soon, but yeah. Yeah. I have uh yeah, we'll be starting the fourth book this year. And, uh, I, I, at the end of these books, I'm like, Oh my God, that was so exhausting. But then what's really interesting is that you kind of forget about how exhausting it was and you're really excited to start a new one. Um, but I guess that's, that's what, that's what, that's what's awesome about uh, doing what you love, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a great story that, you know, you're creating these books and it's, it's, it's allowing you to do what you love, but also you're making a, an impact in a, in a community and, the the foundation point that you know you and Kathy discussed of trying to connect with these kids is you know is wonderful. So uh, is are yeah. the are the characters do they kind of they 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 follow the story or is it or is it a new new gang new gang new crew every time? What's the, what's the oh I uh, know the, the 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 third book is is a little different than the first two. The first two you 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 see Lupe Impala Elerio Malaria and El Chavo Flapjack Octopus. But this one, you, uh, you, we go back in time to when they didn't know each other and we get to see how they met and how they became a team. Ah. So it's a prequel in, in, yeah. in many respects. So like uh, that. that's why it's called Blast from the Past. Oh, man. Uh, where, where are they going to go to next? I'm excited. Now, what was the one you said, uh, the uh, Flapjack Octopus? What was his name? El Chavo, El Chavo, which means a Chavo is like a kid. Right. Yeah, El yeah. Chavo, Flapjack Octopus. Then there's Elerio, Malaria, which is the, the mosquito dude. Right. And uh, then there's Lupe Impala. She's the mechanic extraordinaire. She's the one who, who, keeps the, who makes the car, gets it to run, gets it to blast off into space, gets it to be able to travel to the center of the earth. She's pretty much a badass. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, she's the boss right there yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh and then yeah so and also this year which i'm pretty excited about i have uh my first picture book coming out uh which i both wrote and illustrated wow and that one is not drawn with big pens uh, <laughs> yeah you gotta draw a line somewhere uh, roll yeah exactly <laughs> now what's now what's the story what's this you know kind of give us a little well, they call it a teaser. What's the teaser on that one? Yeah, so that was that was coming out in April. It's uh, being published by Hooten Mifflin, which is here in Boston. So what was really fun about this project was that I was I I've been able to go to my publisher and 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 have meetings with them face to face. Where with Chronicle being in San Francisco, um, they usually call me like at four o'clock their time, which is like eight o'clock my time, you know. <laughs> so that's been a nice uh, that's been a nice change and uh basically the books are um the 
the the books are they're called vamos let's go which means let's go so the yeah, first one yeah. they're going to the marketplace the yep. second one i think they're going to go eat because uh, i really want to introduce kids to all of the amazing uh uh, Mexican food dishes that they could they, they could eat, you know, and uh, who knows where they'll go from that point. Uh, but the books are just filled with um, all kinds of visual information. When I pitched the project, I pitched it as a Richard Scary type book, but set on, in a border town. So Richard Scary was famous for all of these books called the Busy Town books with like a lowly worm and gold bug and on and on. But anyhow, the books will be pretty cool. I've, I've already finished the first one um, and uh, on my way to, to working on the second one. Oh, well, there we are. Excellent. Yeah, Yo hablo uh, espanol un poquito. So I kind of understand a little bit what some of the titles are. And, oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, In that case, yeah, Let's right. Continue this interview in español. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, uh, cuando uh, en uh, escuela secundaria uh, yo uh, vivo en uh, Tijuana. Uh, oh, oh, yo tengo un amigo que vive en, en, en Tijuana. Se llama Jorge Gutierrez y él fue el director de uh, The Book of Life. Sí, yeah, yeah. So when I was, yeah, so uh, I. My my Spanish is not as good as it was in uh, uh, it's uh, in high school and in college, but I I really I think it's a beautiful beautiful but language. You lived in Tijuana for a summer. Yeah, we uh, yeah we uh, it was a, I went to a, a Jesuit high school and you were able and so we drove from uh, Philadelphia to to Tijuana and we lived there for the, the most of the summer. Uh, we and we helped out in the community. We worked with a, an organization called Los Niños and. Uh, yeah, it was one of the probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. It really changed how I, you know just kind of see life in the world. And and in Mexico, they don't uh, you know they have public education, but you have to have a physical building. So it's kind of a a catch twenty two or a loophole. And so we helped one of the local communities, you know, build a you know build a grade school, an elementary school. Um, and so yeah, it was it was wonderful. That's awesome. Well, like I was saying in Spanish, check out the work of Jorge Gutierrez. He's from uh, Tijuana, and he's just an amazing uh, cartoonist and, and, and uh, film director. Oh yeah, so we'll definitely yeah, we'll we'll check that out. Yeah, so yeah, I just wanted to. That's why I was kind of drawn to a lot of your work. Uh, you know, obviously, as, as we'll get to uh, momentarily, you know, learning you through through the beer, but it's really been a, a wonderful follow just to to see that, and it's really you know, uh, just kind of reiterated the the importance of of Spanish, and you know, the, like I said, that that time I had in, in Mexico, especially, and we're, we're not a political podcast role, but you now given our current state of affairs here in, in the country, I think it's uh, probably couldn't be more important, you know, right now. Yeah, I agree. And we are back. So what do you think, folks? Like I said, it's a really positive episode, really enjoying sharing this one with you and the best part is we haven't even gotten into you know the team out with aeronauts so there's just so much here to tell so many cool stories i really like you know his idea of you know working where he can be seen and you know just a really good inspiration for people a good creative idea you know because part of being a you know being an artist or an entrepreneur is being a business person and really thinking and connecting and setting your dreams and goals and you know making things happen and Raul is just a great example of that and even through his work he works to inspire others. So this is a this is a good episode. This is definitely a, you know one to to bookmark or share with folks who are looking to get into the project, looking to learn a little more about Raul and Aeronaut. You know, happy anniversary to them. If you'd like to send me some beers, we would love to try some. Or if you're a Aeronaut. Uh, local or, or fan and want to set up a trade get in touch aj at 16 ounce canvas.com we'll put something together for you but you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas episode number 81 featuring raul gonzalez the third just like my son trey number three that's what i am i'm the junior my son's trey the third so we love it keeping it in the family so remember raul 
thethird.info on Instagram. You can find out more information there. You can follow along with his you know journey, which I really like to do. It's one of my favorite parts of it. Is just a you, when I speak to them and then to see how they're you know working and grinding. It's just really nice to be a part of that. You can go uh, you can go to portersquarebooks.com to get a signed Low Riders you know blast from the past paperback. He's on Chronicle Books and just a lot of cool things are happening that were really uh, really very happy you know for him and uh, you know wish him nothing but the best in his success in this new book. That if you don't get a chance to head on over to our Instagram page, there's a chance for you to win the book. It's that easy, folks. We make things happen. We share the goodness and hopefully you'll be able to get the original by Kathy Camper and Raul the Third. Not to be confused with Raul the Second. Our, uh, our bad jokes do not stop. But if you want to head on over to under, Porter underscore square underscore books on Instagram, you can find out more information there or just visit their website, portersquarebooks.com. Tell them that AJ sent you and the 16 ounce canvas. So this is episode number 81, the last episode of our season number seven, but we are keeping things strong. Mentioned in the last block that we have some news to announce, so we would like to let you know that we will be following Heidi Geist on her journey as part of the 48 Beer Project. Every, at least every two weeks, if not every week, we'll have Heidi call in and we'll you know, update you on where in the world she is, what she's doing, some cool stories. You know, it's our way to continue to support that project, the wonderful artist that she is, and all the cool things that she's doing. She's been super supportive of us and you know, and vice versa, and it's just making for us to uh, you know, be a part of something special. And so I want to wish her the best. I know she's already out there hitting it hard, you know, doing work with Foam. I think she's doing work with Trillium this week, maybe Allagash, and so which is really cool to see that, really cool to experience it. She'll be in the local Connecticut area at Bearded Brewing uh, next week. Well, unfortunately, we'll be out of town. Unfortunately, the fact that we'll miss her, but we will be in uh, San Diego next week. So looking forward to that as we kick off season number eight. So let's get right back into it. You're listening to episode number 81, Ochenta Iuno, featuring our good friend Raul Gonzalez of Aeronaut Brewing, illustrator for Low Riders, Blast from the Past, as well as the three Low Riders series. Look for that wherever books are sold. Get that on Amazon.com or head over to PorterSquareBooks.com for more information. Raul the third that info on Instagram. So let's do it. Let's get back into it. Part two, part trois, part dos. Secunda, right here. Boom. 16-ounce canvas. We don't stop. So make sure you, yes, get it, get it. So let's just jump right into it. So you're, you know, you're kind of the, the creative, you know, label designer for Aeronaut Brewing right there in, you know, Massachusetts. So it makes it probably a little easier, you being, you know, being local. But, you know, how does, you know, do they find you in the coffee shop? They see you drawing and ask you, is that one of your, your stories? How did you? So I am, uh, for the past few years, I have been creating artwork for a chain of restaurants in the Boston area. The first one, which is in Davis Square in Somerville, which is the home base of Aeronaut, is called the Painted Burro. I created all of the paintings and the mural work in that restaurant. And I've also created the artwork for the Burro Bar in Brookline and the Burro Bar in the south end of Boston. Anyway, uh, Ben found out about my artwork, I think through uh, the people at the Painted Burro. And he contacted me and asked if I would be interested in meeting with him about the his new beer company his new uh about aeronaut and so of course i said yes because honestly which artist wouldn't want to see their artwork on a beer can it's just awesome right and so i met with him and uh i remember uh just looking around the place and just being really inspired by how you can see all of how you could see all of the bells and whistles um in one corner you could see how they were brewing the beer there was a little bar set up everything looked uh kind of raw and out in the open and then this was before they had any cans they were basically just serving beer to people in in in, in glassware at that point but i remember seeing that Ben had all of these coasters up 
and that he was uh, kind of inspiring people to create drawings on the coasters using uh, big ballpoint pens. And that immediately clicked with me because my first book had just been published at that point, which was the lowriders book. And I pulled it out of my bag and I told them, I know what, how we should make these beer cans because I basically pitched him on his own idea. You know, you're asking people to draw on your uh, coasters with a ballpoint pen. And I love creating artwork with ballpoint pens. And so that kind of became the, uh, that kind of became the driving force behind how I approached uh, the original release of the first four cans. Uh, I sat with Ben, we started talking about a lot of the different, uh, his, a lot of his, his ideas uh, uh, behind Aeronaut. We started talking about a lot of the, com about the community in, in Somerville, everything from the, the Somerville Yeti to the Porch Fest, to um, the, the nature, the trees, the squirrels. Um, and I, I kind of based my first four cans on our conversation. And it was awesome. It was, it was, it, they, came out, they came out looking really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that they're, they're really exceptional. And I think it's kind of nice. They also they kind of tell a story like you're saying. And I think that's really, you know, it's, it's very obvious that they're the thought that goes into them. And even, you know, uh, Dr. Nanu as, yeah, as the time progresses, you know, you're, it's not okay. This can's done, you know, it's okay. It's a new year. Let's put out a new, you know, let's put a new version or update it. And it's really kind of, uh, evolving, you know, the story, especially for somebody like yourself, who's you know involved in storytelling. It's, uh, it's really kind of a, a complimentary relationship. Yeah, that was one of the that's one of the um, fun aspects of our of our relationship. Uh, I um, Ben is a very uh, energetic and spontaneous um, person, filled with all kinds of ideas, and um, and I am in many respects the same way where I, I I'm my drawings are very spontaneous and they're filled with energy and how much of how, how many of these ideas can we put onto one single can you know <laughs> and that's real that's really what becomes the the challenges right we have all of these ideas for this one specific uh can how 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 can how best can we have we put them uh on this very small canvas. Yeah. Now so it's, it's always it's always a challenge. Now, how are you creating those? Obviously, you mentioned the the, the big pens, but you know, to convert that to the the labels is just paper. Do you have a what's your process there? So it's it's been different for um, for for because I I've done different lines, you know. So I I for instance I did the the hop hop in a way which is uh, the one with the bunny rabbit on it, the super, the, the super powered uh, bunny rabbit. And that one I did in a very uh, traditional comic book uh, way, which is just uh, a, a brush and black ink. And I illustrate, I create the illustration. I run, I run a few designs by Ben. Um, I create the illustration scan it in. I send that to Ben and Ben's like this multi-talented person. And he, he, uh, places all of the, the information, you know, all of the, the, the aeronaut text, all of the, the, the backstory behind the beer. He does all of that stuff. I'm pretty much just responsible for creating the illustration based on our conversations, you know? Yeah, so he's kind of like your art director, giving you the feedback. Like, at least he doesn't write back. Pretty the, much, yeah. No red pens, Ben. So this, yeah, keep that. But yeah, so uh, and uh, yeah, luckily I don't have to place any of the tech stuff on there because I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah, 
So you know when you create it, you're like this is where he'll write the names in and you know all the the beer information, what have you. Yeah. So like, uh, basically, he'll contact me and say, "Hey, uh, we have a a new beer coming out. It's called Double Hop Hop." And then I'll say, "Well, I have this idea for a uh, this bunny rabbit. I could draw this bunny rabbit. That sounds pretty cool." And then you know we just start like going back and forth with ideas, basically kind of brainstorming like for instance like the uh he i did one that was a lot of fun it was a one-off it was um it was a beer that was coming out on thanksgiving and it was going to be a uh it's called thanksgiving on sour planet and for that one uh he just let me it's called thanksgiving on sour planet and then i came back with these pilgrims in a pilgrim ship landing on a planet and immediately being eaten by this crazy turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, I mean, if you go on the Aeronaut Brewing Instagram uh, page, you, you can see an example of this illustration. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, some of them are, you know, they're, they're, he uh, gives me just a, a very simple, the title and I come up with uh, an illustration. And that one I did completely digitally. So that was a, com- uh, a whole digital illustration, uh, which was fun to make. Yeah, so is it, do you have a preferred kind of uh, style? I mean, you're doing murals, you're painting, you're, you're doing your, your big work in digital. Or I mean, I, this shows the, the versatility of your, wor- <clears throat> your work role, but is there, a, is there a preferred process that you, you like, or is that the fun of it is, is kind of mixing it up and challenging yourself. I just like, I just like trying new things, you know, I like trying making different kinds of marks and every medium um, kind of forces you to, 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 to try a different approach. So like right now I'm working on a graphic novel called Clockwork Curandera. And I decided that I, I wasn't going to use any paper for this because I'm tired of stacks of paper for these graphic novels that I work on. So I'm just making it all on my Cintiq. So it's all digital. Um, so, you know, it's all drawing, though. It's all drawing and ideas and 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 getting the work done. It doesn't matter what you're using, really. Now, how did you... But I like using everything. I like using everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, how long have you been using the, the Cintiq? Uh, was, that a, was that a weird transition for you? No, because it's basically you're just drawing on a computer screen. So there's not really any difference, you know? Yeah. And what's really cool is that you can, you can keep all of your layers separate and draw on top of layers. And, and, and it just kind of, it's very intuitive because drawing in general is a series of adjustments. You know, you're constantly making tweaks to your drawing on one single sheet of paper. What's cool about the Centique is that you could make all of these tweaks and changes but you're making it on, on, on multiple layers. So once you're done with all of the bottom layers, instead of erasing them, you could just turn them off. Yeah. And I like that. I do like that too. <laughs> it's just like, all right, yeah. that, di- that didn't happen. No one saw that. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, how much time do you typically have between, you know, that, that phone call from Ben to when it's coming off, you know, when you need to have the kind of finalized. Uh, I, I find that I work better if I could just get them out of the way as quickly as possible. Like if he tells me they're due in a month, then I, I, I'll, I'll work on, on things that I have that are pressing, you know? Okay. But if he tells me they're doing, if he tells me they're doing, it's doing three days, then I'm like, all right, let's get this out of done and out of the way. And, and I turn in this really cool drawing. Raul, you do realize that he's now when he listens to this, he's going to tell you always now that everything is needed in, in three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have that happen, honestly, because because you know uh, th- these aren't long. This isn't a long term project where uh, I'm used to making things quickly. Like when I'm working on a graphic novel, I have to create a page a day, you know, to to make my deadline. And so when uh, uh, when Ben contacts me. I I'd like to get the idea down on paper quickly and then process it 
draw it, and then send it back to him as quickly as I can. All right. And I think that I think that I think it shows in the drawings too because there's they they are filled with uh, with energy. You know, like that sometimes you feel like the illustration is almost popping out of the can, and it's because uh, they're very spontaneous. Yeah, I agree. They have a they have almost like a yeah, they're breaking that fourth dimension. Some of them, you know, like hey, yeah, or or looking at you like hey, come come on, join me. Yeah, are the characters? Because seems like there's a lot of so some of the characters kind of uh, are are used over the you know, over time together. Is there is there a story being told there? Is that is that part of Ben's master plan, or is that just you know they become popular and they they get kind of they're almost like uh, mascots of of Aeronaut. Yeah, well, you know, when when you team up with me, you're, you're you're going to get characters, you know, that you can use and reuse as you see fit. And so there are different stories being told through the Aeronaut line. Some of them, I I I, I am not the sole uh, storyteller anymore. I might have I've built a foundation in terms of the characters that can be used. But now, for instance, there's this guy named Adam O'Day, an amazing painter who has taken the swirl that I introduced to the aeronaut line. And, uh, and he has begun to take these, uh, this squirrel on, on like some sort of a galactic adventure through space. Uh, and then there's the robot crush for the, uh, the robot crush line. And I created a robot for that one. And so these characters, uh, they can, can go off into their own separate beer flavor, you know, I guess you could say. I don't no, know. Yeah. Yeah, Gravity Assist is a cool one. And the, yeah, the other one, yeah, I, I was following, uh, following Adam also. So it's really it's really cool to see that. I think that for... Yeah, yeah. the Hop Hop. Yeah, uh, exactly. The, the Yeti. Yeah, yeah so, they're a squad. Uh, there's I think, all sorts of cool characters. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, they should have a Halloween party and everyone should dress up as their favorite aeronaut character. Where that you, would be awesome, and you know what I'd really love is uh, a Z. Uh, I, I did the the drawings for this for the aeronaut truck, and uh, you know you're you're when you're driving around uh, the Boston area, you'll see the aeronaut truck, and it's all of the the characters from 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 the line just running alongside you as you drive, and that's pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, that must be a cool. That's a cool experience. You see, you know, get your first book, you see your first can, and then. Oh, there's my my moving art piece around town. It's like, yeah, it's pretty badass. <laughs> exactly. I love it. People send me pictures of the truck wherever they're seeing it. You know, whether it's down the highway or or stuck in snow or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I think that the I could see a little, little comic book keep them all together. Yeah, I just think it's nice. I think it's really the, kind of to see the evolution of that, what they're doing. You know, we look forward to trying some of the beers and you know, hanging out with the characters soon. So I yeah. It's really cool to to see that. Like like you mentioned, Aeronaut Brewing. If you go to their Instagram, you can really see you can see the early days of the you know the really importance of folks doing their own doodles at the you know at the brewery and where it kind of evolved to. So it's really nice. And from a branding perspective, you're able to pull in kind of a, a vision or an idea that they had early on without maybe them realizing it. And it was you know complementary to work you'd already done. So it's a it's a really great story. I mean to, to have them as part of your your arsenal, but you know, how, how it, it just yeah, it seems I, like it was meant to I've, be. Yeah. I've been really lucky uh, over the years and um, working with people that really trust what I do and kind of let me do, do what I do. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really grateful for, for, for that. And it's happened in, in the books that I create, the paintings that I create, people just tend to, let me be, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> Leave Raul alone; he'll create something special. But no, and I, your your story is a really it's a really positive one because not only are you using art to, you know, help create or you know have something that's yours, but a common theme is you know education and learning and experience, new experiences, which I think is really it's really you know important. Beer is very creative, experiment with new flavors, but you know the work you're doing for your children's book and you know uh, the the thought that goes into 
you know, your own, uh, you know, your, your modern day version of the you know, Richard Scarry stories. I think it's just, uh, it really just says a lot about you as a, as a personal role. I think that it's really wonderful to, to think outside yourself and really, you know, think of how your work can, you know, help others. So I just wanted to, I guess, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for saying all of that. It's really cool. Now, now here's maybe an easier question, but I, this is one of my favorites. Um, when you're creating, what kind of, you know, what's the mood like? What are you listening to? Do you have a certain playlist for certain projects? What's uh, what do you, what's on the Raul playlist? Well, let's see. Um, there's all sorts of things on my playlist. It depends on 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 my mood, you know. But sometimes I will listen to a book uh, on on tape. So, like, I, I really love this author named uh, Neil Shusterman, and uh, he's a sci-fi writer. And so lately, I've been listening to The Thunderhead. I also love one of my favorite writers. He's a local Boston guy. His name's Jack Gantos. I, I like Jack Gantos' his voice. So I've been listening to Dead End in Norvelt, um, which is a book about uh, kind of autobiographical. Uh, and I also love listening um, to tunes, you know, to music. So um, I don't know. I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I used to love um, like darker music. Uh, and so recently I hadn't heard any Nine Inch Nails for like 25 years. And um, I, I heard that he had a new album coming out. So I went back, I went to listen to it and I really loved it. So I, I, I listened, I, I listened to that time yesterday, his new album, I think it's called The Witch or something like that. But kind of like, like what my art, I, I kind of like bounce around all over the place. Oh, it's called Bad Witch. I bounce around all over the place. So uh, I'll listen to oldies. Uh, like I, I, I was drawing book number uh, book number three. I was listening to a lot of uh, Gary Newman, um, which was really cool. I was listening to Talking Heads, Sonic Youth, and then I would listen to some rancheritas like uh, Juan Gabriel, uh, Vicente Fernandez, Rocio Durcal. Uh, so I, I, I just I just go all over. I, w- I wouldn't have expected it to be any other way, Raul. I was, yeah. yeah, so that's good. Yeah, no, it's really uh, it's uh, it's has a duality. It's self-serving because I add them to my playlist. Oh yeah, another thing that I like to do. Another yeah. thing that I like to do. Uh, All right. I have like a big screen in front of me, uh, and I I I'll sometimes just have really cool movies on that I've watched a hundred times before, but I'll 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 have them on uh, with no sound. And so I'll look up and then I'll see like this amazing frame, amazing composition by Akira Kurosawa's uh, in uh, The Seven Samurai. And I'll pause it and I'll sketch it so that I could maybe use it later for myself. <laughs> or, uh, you know, like a Stanley Kubrick uh, frame or a frame by, um, by uh, uh, Federico Fellini, you know, people like that. Oh, so it's like your visual ambiance, yeah. Yes, I like to, I like to have just things around me that I could swipe at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, From yeah. music to drawings to to movies, it's 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 all there for the taking, you know. Yeah, you're always taking it in, right? Like I said, you're always you're always creating. Like we said before, folks, follow along the Instagram. It's a great follow, Raul the Third dot info, and we appreciate that. Uh, last question for you, I think that. Um, we don't always ask, but I think it's really it's really be interesting. Would you have any advice for you know younger artists or somebody you know just getting their getting their feet wet and just kind of who has that you know, love to draw but isn't really sure what to do with it? Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, like I I think this is really important. Like, choose your heroes early on. Um, so what I mean by that sometimes I'll ask like a college student, for instance, let's say, or somebody who's getting, yes, yeah, like a college student who wants to become an artist. I'll ask them, they, they want to become comic book artists or children's book illustrators. And then I'll ask them, well, who is your favorite children's book illustrator? And they do not have an answer for me. And so the first advice 
I would say is know who you want to be like. And that really makes it easier to follow in somebody's footsteps. So that's the first thing is know who you want to be like, know who, who you want to work with. Like I always wanted to work with Chronicle Books and now I do. I always wanted to work with Houghton Mifflin when I came to the Boston area and now I do. So know who you want to work with, know who you want to be like. And then another thing, don't be so quick to define yourself. Like don't just say, I only work in charcoals or something lame like that, you know? Instead, like if somebody asks, do you think you could paint a mural? Do you think you could design a, a menu for me? Do you think you could draw a rock and roll poster for me? Just say yes to everything, even if you don't quite know how to do it. Because if you really have the desire, then you'll figure it out and you'll challenge yourself to do something new. That's about it, man. All right. I, I would say Eric Carle is probably one of my favorites. That's one big, I'm a big fan of his work. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Did, have you been to the Eric Carle Museum? No, it's on our. It's we we make a, we make a bucket list. Every, we do it every season, and Eric Carle's been on there a couple of times. So we have to we have to come up there to, all those books were just great. Yeah, up up there in Massachusetts, it's uh, we just haven't got yeah we haven't gotten there, but it's definitely we we it's, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's a drive. It's a drive, but it. There's a lot of cool things to do around the area, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I, we, I think it's more we wanted to make it like a weekend or a full experience. But yeah, it sounds. Uh, when I found out about that, I think I was more excited than, than the kids were. <laughs> I was like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Then the Nor the Norman Rockwell Museum isn't too uh, far from there. Okay. So. Yeah, my mother always loved. Uh, that was always it was her favorite. It was always an easy gift every every year for Christmas to get her the the Norman Rockwell calendar. But I think finally she was like, "Okay." I get it. You know, I like Norman Rockwell. You know, we have a few. We have, a, I think, we have one at home from when we were kids. Yeah, but yeah, I just, no uh, yeah, that's excellent. So again, Roel, I just want to thank you. It's been a wonderful, you know, opportunity to, to speak with you and learn more about your your story. Um, you know, if there's anything that we can do with the the new book coming out, obviously, when your publisher hears that, you know, maybe we can figure out something. But and if you come to Connecticut, I would love to to thank you in person. Maybe we can have a beer, or just kind of a laugh. But I, I look forward to it. And um, no doubt. I'm excited to see what the the next chapter brings for you. Well, thank you so much. It was a great uh, great talking to you, AJ. See, it wasn't so bad, right? You're you're a natural, Raul. Yeah, wasn't. You're, yeah, you're good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, trying something new, right? You weren't you weren't sure what to expect. That's you try right. try something new, folks. All right. Until next That's time, right. my friend. I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode number 81 is in the books, featuring the one and only Mr. Raul Gonzalez III. His pen name, he goes by Raul III. Raul III.info, you can find out all the information about his new book on Chronicle Books. You can find out his upcoming books. He's just a busy man. As he said, he's always creating. Speaking of folks like Raul, are inspiring. And for me, each week, this project is partly to introduce people that you may never have heard of, or maybe you just know the, the labels, and learn more about their story. Obviously, we talk about the beer. Obviously, we talk about the breweries and, and that process. But really, at the end of the day, we're trying to inspire people, and everyone takes something different away from it, whether it's a process piece or a part about the hustle or even just kind of sharing in a struggle or difficulty in a project. Everyone has a different piece, and when we talk to folks, they always tell us different reasons or stories why they like it, and that really means the world to me. But, you know, with that in mind, you know, just listening to Raul's story, it, it helps to inspire me, makes me think about what we're doing, think about other ways that we can evolve, you know, what moments we can have, what things we can do to share. You know, one of those is working with Heidi. You know, we're going to support the 48 beer project how we can and get the word out there kind of check it on the road make this a little bigger than it is you know we've already had some feedback or some folks reach out about doing another gallery show we're thinking about ways we can get involved in the community so there's a lot of things that we're thinking about and so i will tell you that my head is always spinning if you have ideas you want to collaborate love that we got an announcement we're going to make pretty soon with our friends over director beer in new haven you know, stay tuned for that. Uh, 
So it's just, um, this is my passion project, and you're all part of it, and we're building something together. So I just want to thank everybody for their involvement. I want to thank everybody that's recommended new artists or you know helped make the introductions. If you're using the hashtag tic-tac-toe, pound sign, one six OZ canvas, make it part of you know your routine, man. Your photos, you're putting them out there. We don't use beer porn. I just think it's a little cheesy. Um, I know folks use it, but just kind of you know where we're trying to go. It's just not what we're trying to do. We have uh, you know taken over and started using more of the you know label love hashtag. I think that's a cool one. We use beerstagram. Craft not crap. What else do we use? Uh, yeah, beerstagram, instabeer, and that you know that type of stuff. So we're just trying to keep you know keep it true, do something unique. We're all part of something bigger. You know, with that on the you know, on the label love that really comes from uh, you know Chelsea Markle. You know, we came to you know connect with her through you know the work that she does with uh, itsabrewlife.com. They're big supporters of the art and the craft, and you know with their blog, it's been really cool to see. So we've kind of adapted that as just a Kind of a, as we like to say, a tip of the cap or a nod to them and what they're doing. Also, it's just cool. You got some, you got some tags. Might as well use them, right? So this is the part where we ask you to do us a favor. If you've yet to do it, please head over to iTunes or wherever it is that you get your, you know, podcast or where you enjoy this, and just uh, you know, ratings or leave a review. We really appreciate it. it helps uh, get the word out. Helps move us up. We're growing in the design of you know category in iTunes so that's kind of cool so that's really a, a lot of fun and like I said we've got some new stuff coming up season 8 starts next week we've already got a bunch of artists recorded things are going great and we're probably about halfway through season 9 in terms of artists that'll get us over the 100 episode mark which is crazy but we, we can't stop so thank you thank you thank you muchas gracias episode 81 is in the books our friend Raul, want to wish him, you know, and his team, Kathy Camper, everyone over at Chronicle, want to congratulate them on the, you know, the third installment of the Lowriders book series, Lowriders Blast in the Past, wherever books are sold. Check it out on Amazon, RaulTheThird.info on Instagram, and you can follow along, RaulTheThird.com. His hand is in so many jars that there's just too many sites for us to plug. You know, I went on the site before, and there's a few new things, and so... Just check it out. Tell Roll we sent you. Remember, we're giving away a copy of Low Riders Blast from the past. Check out our Instagram for more information there. Really excited to be able to do that and help promote. And until next week, thank you all, my friends. It's been a pleasure. Thank you and you and you and, of course, you. All right, you too. Until next week, folks. Cheers. <laughs>